everybody and welcome back to my podcast show Karina Duffy thank you so much for coming back again so this week you're in for a treat um another real story I think every woman out there or even man if you're listening to this can relate to Liga's story of how she healed herself um and got freedom from food guilt yo-yo dieting and restrictiveness when it comes to her food um Liga has a great story this podcast was an hour and a half long so I had to cut um, I had to cut some of it to make it listenable for you guys, but I kept the chunk of the story for you guys as well, because most of it, myself and Liga were chit-chatting in between and stuff like that. And I was like, oh shit, we're on a podcast. We have to keep this straight to the point. So um, just to give you a snippet of what you can expect in the podcast, Liga goes through her story from um, childhood up, basically, or teenage up, um, teenager on a diet since she was very young, um, started work after school, nine to five job, got into that cycle of coming home, eating, drinking, not moving from the house, not have finding any joy in life, got onto that um, repetitive downward spiral of eating, drinking, weight kept on coming on and on and on. To, and then she just started going on yo-yo diets. And the final straw was when she did this four week shred with a, a vegan personal trainer, which I know who advertised online. And I look and go, that is not right. Um, yes, you look like that in your pictures, but come on, we're all different body shapes and sizes and we're all come from different walks of life. We all know how these four-week shreds go. Hands up, I used to be that trainer that used to get my clients to do it because I was really uneducated of how to um, conduct healthy weight management like I do now. Back in the day, I wasn't that educated, so I used to follow the trend, what was online. Um, thankfully, that's not what I do anymore. I help people heal from yo-yo dieting and all that jazz through education. Um, but getting back to Liga's story, Liga was at her lowest point after she did a four-week shred. Um, it was ridiculous. I mean, the plan for four weeks was absolutely ridiculous. Training twice a day. At one stage, Liga said on week four of the four-week shred, she was in the gym 28 hours that week, a part-time job. 28 hours. I'll let Liga tell her story herself. Um like doing cardio twice a day, work uh, weight training four times a week. And the calories got lower and lower and lower each week on the four week shred to the point where she had no energy, black circles, her skin looked black and gray in her face, disaster. And that was Liga's lowest point, which actually there's a positive outcome because it triggered Liga to start healing herself from diets and restrictiveness and which led her to going all in with cravings and not depriving herself anymore and if she wanted food to have it it took her two years to heal um in the meantime and um, this is the bit that I did cut off the podcast um after she did four weeks shred she couldn't stop eating for months it, she said it got really really bad weight went on her emotional state got worse so she did end up going to therapy because obviously she'd un unhealed emotional um issues from the past that arose when she got to that low point so again something positive came out of going that low that it triggered her to go to um talk therapy to get um to start healing from actually um some childhood uh, issues that arose in her low point um but it definitely took a process. And as Liga explains herself, she now has freedom from food. Liga has no idea what she weighs now. She hasn't weighed herself in a year. She hasn't done her measurements in a year. And she said she feels so free in listening to her body. Um, like she, she, her cravings don't be bad anymore. 
She's working out because she loves to work out now, not because she has to, because of the crazy plans that she would have done in the past. And she eats food now, which is hungry. And um, she listens to her body and she is just loving being herself and being free from food, having food freedom, diet freedom, yo-yo diet freedom and enjoying what her body's capable of doing through workouts. It's a lovely story. I hope guys... um, I hope it came across well with a bit of editing that I had to do um, here and there as well. So without further ado, I'll let Liga introduce herself further. Uh, hi, Karina. Uh, thank you for inviting me here. Um, so my name is Liga. I'm a virtual assistant, freelance virtual assistant. Um, I live in South London. Um, I was born in Latvia, but I'm also Lithuanian. And I moved here when I was 18. Um yeah so i was thinking about this yesterday a lot and uh, i come my diving journey has been a really long one Uh, i think once i counted it probably spanned over 20 years uh, because probably first time i become conscious and realized that i wanted to diet and to shrink my body was probably when i was at the age of 13. and i remember like it was yesterday i was uh, trying to eat bland porridge for my breakfast with like no salt no sugar nothing on it and it was really it it was disgusting (laughs) um I remember yeah I was like um all my friends because I you know back then there was no social media I was uh, comparing myself to my friends and you know just reference I'm very tall I'm 5'10 and I was always tall I was always the tallest in my class in school and I was always the biggest out of all of my friends. So I was always very conscious, even just about that, you know, just uh, thinking, why am I so tall? Why am I so big? And all my friends are like 10 centimeters shorter than me, at least. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then back then we had uh, magazines for teenagers and, you know, just... Uh, um, and yeah, there was loads of information there, you know, like you, you used to look up to models and like, uh, they, you know, they would post uh, in these magazines about diets and how someone lost so much weight. And so I always thought that I, you know, I need to lose weight. And whenever I imagined my future, I thought, yeah, I'm going to be skinny and then I'm going to be happy and then it's gonna, everything's going to be awesome, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I, I, didn't, I didn't love exercise. So like now I love exercise. I love strength training. But back then, even in school, I would always be excused from like the gym classes. I hated them. Um, I didn't really understand the, the purpose of exercise other than someone telling you to do it and, you know, rebelling against and saying, no, I don't want to do it. It's like stupid. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, so my dieting has been on and off. And I mean, I've done some extreme things like uh, taking diet pills, um, which um, I would never recommend to anyone ever. And I did lose a lot of weight, but it wasn't healthy and I wasn't feeling great. Um, and then I put that weight back on and, and it was always like gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. And yeah, that's been, that's been my journey um, for the most part, yeah. Wow. And 
would when you say you wanted to lose weight um would you be the would you be would you have been the body shape that you are now that you're happy with no so i always wanted to be um smaller so like i imagined i needed to be skinny i didn't know what that what size that was but i was looking up to my friends who were you know much thinner than i was i was looking in the magazines thinking oh i need to look like that then i'll be good enough then i'll be you know then i'll be accepted and and i'll fit in because i felt like i wasn't fitting in because everyone like i said all my like people around me like my friends and everyone they were short and tiny and I was tall, I was so tall and I was like big, you know, I don't want to call myself fat. Um, I wasn't like, I just, I was just big. I was like tall and big. <laughs> so yeah, so your mind's way probably of protecting you was you couldn't shrink your actual height because that's just your height. You, you just wanted to get smaller. Yes, yes. And uh, I even remember things like, you know, like trying to make myself look shorter in pictures with my friends and um yeah I I just don't know like um no one told me that my I was too tall no one said that I just found myself in a place I I, yeah I probably wanted to feel safe and fit in so um I um I found myself wanting those things yeah, I think a lot of listeners can relate, Liga, to this, that definitely in school or even if there's a teenager listening to this podcast, um, sometimes our inner thoughts can shape us as teenagers and we say show up in our adult life to be huge, huge kind of habits, be it unhealthy habits or in unhealthy securities, um, unless we kind of deal with those insecurities which is very hard when you're a teenager but I suppose for you we spoke about this before uh, that you fell into a dark place when you got your when you started working and you you were doing a nine-to-five job and then you just felt like you were on this cycle of going to work waking up tired um, coming home straight away sitting on the couch eating and just eating your emotions for the rest of the evening not doing anything not exercising having no real routine outside of work and you just fell into that cycle of just um getting really low and really depressed through um through not doing things that you love i suppose you know just nine to five working coming home eating drinking what consuming tv and a lot of us can relate that 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 did happen. That happened to me when I left school as well. Working, drinking, fell into the cycle, not having anything real that excited me or was really good for my mental health. So, Liga, just for the listeners, I suppose, do you want to kind of give, do you want to give us, um, give us your story of how you came out of that dark place in between that stage of um, the school and working? Because we're going to talk within the podcast later on, actually, of um the diets that you went on and what the diet the really strict four week shred that really really triggered your binge eating and really in a positive way triggered your emotional healing from diets as well but before we get to that um let's just tell the listeners of how you got out of that dark place yeah so i think gradually it just happened gradually like i met some uh some friends you know I started like maybe talking to them more um um 
you know, then I, I was living with my mom. So I moved out. I started like, and I also, I was seeking, I was seeking some, um, I started reading books and I met this, um, like an energy healer person, like back in Lithuania. And he helped me a lot. Like he helped me so much. I don't know what he did, but he did something uh, because my whole energy, everything changed. I moved out. I, um, I went uh, to the university, uh, so I got an education. I, I was working full time uh, also as well at the same time. I also managed to get a study exchange semester in Australia through my university. So I spent six months there. I started exercising and everything just gradually started happening. Um, but you know, like I was, um, I, attributed everything like my depression my everything to being overweight so i thought okay so now i'm losing weight I'm, i was exercising my my best friend was a pt she worked in the gym so you know kind of like i got into exercise i started going to the gym you know i was just i was just on the treadmill to be honest all the time or on a bike or doing a class or something um and um, yeah i did lose uh, like uh, 35 kilograms in about probably space of like three four months and there was a lot um and um yeah so I became like happier like I, I wasn't living with my mom like life changed I started going to university so everything was fine like I felt okay yeah this is good you know like I've lost weight so now life is good and actually you know like I was just and but at the back of my mind I was constantly scared thinking okay but what happens, what if I gain the weight back? You know, like people say, you're gonna gain back double the weight, you're gonna do this, you're gonna, you know, this is gonna happen. What if I fall back into this, you know, depression? Um, I was, it was constantly at the back of my mind, constantly. And yes, I did gain weight, but like what happened in those like, um, in about five years since I lost the weight, I would gain five, lose five, gain five, lose five all the time and I would gain five kg and I'd be so conscious like, oh my god I need to hit the gym again start the diet again blah blah, blah. and then I lose them and it's like oh I was so good now <laughs> but still my that you know like I still wasn't the my body still didn't look the way I imagined it has to look I still like I always say yeah it's you know my body is like a working progress <laughs> uh, like you know I'm still like you know doing this or that I was like oh you know like it wasn't never good enough that I would feel oh yeah you know like if I was thinking about beach holiday I would think oh my god no I can't like I need to lose another 10 kg and like tone up or like um, something like that you know so like I look good in a bikini whatever that meant um yeah so it, it was it was never good enough so and my biggest fear <laughs> was gaining gaining the weight back okay um, but it, and it happened. <laughs> it, it happened anyway. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. So. Um... Oh, so relatable. Hitting the gym, using exercise as your weight loss tool, restrictive diets. Then one of them, you give up one of them, whether the restrictive diet or the gym or the classes or your exercise. And then the weight comes back on again. It, and it is a mind mess. It does mess up your mind so what came next then did you keep exercising or was this when you started the really restrictive four-week shred 
so I was hitting gym pretty regularly and doing my own thing, like working out with weights and hit, doing hit and stuff like that. I used to go to gym at five o'clock in the morning. Um, that was crazy. <laughs> I have no idea how I did that <laughs> for a year. And then um, I felt like I needed some sort of challenge or something different. And then when I came across a four week shred program online, so there's uh, um, this athlete, um, she's a vegan bodybuilder. At that time, I was also eating a lot of vegan food. Welcome to that later on. Um, I didn't call myself vegan. I was just eating lots of vegan food. So I decided, okay, let's do this. It's a four week uh, shred challenge. And, and I think the headline said like, you can lose up to half of your body fat in four weeks. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I definitely need this. This is something, you know, like, I, you know, this, this is going to be good for me. Because I think what I always imagined in my, in my head of how I supposed to look is some, like a, on athlete ready for stage, basically. I have no idea why I always thought that because I am not athlete. I'm not going on stage, <laughs> but that was the image in my head thinking that, okay, yeah, that body will probably be good enough. Um, so I did, yeah. Um, I, I now I refer to this experience as the worst. I used to refer to this experience as the worst experience of my life, but I recently realized it was the best experience of my life because of, through doing that, I realized so many things and actually it triggered me to go on this journey of uh, ditching all diets. Um, it was really, really hard. Like a, the challenge was incredibly hard. It was like uh, no sugar. I remember just eating tofu, beans and greens and um, sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato was like a dessert. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't eat broccoli for a year after the shred. Um, I, I, would just, I, I, just, I couldn't even look at it. Um, I did lose... I did lose some weight, I think, and fat, but uh, I felt like I was hitting, I was doing cardio twice a day. First week I was doing 30 minutes twice a day. Second week, maybe 40 minutes, then 50 and then an hour. Like in the last week I was doing two hours of cardio a day, one in an hour in the morning, one in the evening. And also on top of that exercising, doing four weight workouts. At one point I counted that I, in those weeks, I would spend about 28 hours, something like that in the gym per week. So it's kind of like a part-time job. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes i mean in the last week i was walking on a treadmill and crying out of exhaustion i was like you know snapping at people for nothing because i was, I was just exhausted. Hungry, hungry. exhausted i didn't i don't think i missed a workout or maybe i missed like a one cardio session or something like that but it was really really consistent because i really really wanted it and there was a, <clears throat> there was also, it was also a competition. <laughs> so um, a, a winner wins like, was it like a $5,000 cash prize, something like that. So I was also, I think, motivated by that thinking, okay, I'm like, I'm in it to win it, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And if I do, and I thought, if I do everything as I should do everything and I don't cheat, I mean, um, then I should, you know, I should, I should win. I mean, there's no, like, I thought that was the, the recipe, you know, you do things and then you, that's it. You, you, there's, you can't fail. But obviously, I mean, I didn't cheat on my diet or anything those four weeks. I mean, I mean, it was so crazy. I was eating uh, gherkins and thinking I was cheating on my diet. 
yeah gherkins and they're so nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> and, and there, there's other benefits to them as well i'm sure there is yeah, no i mean they, wow. they probably have any calories anyway <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, it was crazy. I mean, I came out of it. Uh, I came out of it exhausted. I obviously, I wasn't even placed in top 10. So I obviously cried about that. I was like, I was like, how, the, how, like I did everything, you know, I did lose, like, um, I posted like transformation pictures and whatnot. Um, but how I felt, <clears throat> I felt exhausted I was so tired and my body it didn't feel even though I was doing weight uh, workouts it didn't feel strong I just felt all like my body was all soft weak weak and like soft not like strong not not firm but like just like skin you know like didn't felt like sounds like you lost a lot of muscle because if you're eating nothing like nothing only fresh air really like and then working out to that degree it sounds like it seems like I ate a lot like there was like so much tofu like tofu and something else uh, and beans and stuff but also I was decreasing calories each week so in the last week it was horrible so what happened to me was after I finished it I was like I didn't know what to do now like okay so I am like thinner like I think um I think I'm not even sure like I think in kilograms I probably lost about five kg maybe six kg or something like that you know something like that but obviously I lost muscle and I lost fat and I just looked tired like my face looked tired it was like just black and like no color and um yeah and it just triggered I couldn't like I started eating I couldn't stop I could, I was eating and eating and eating for like months and months and months. But yeah, but the shred triggered my binging in on another level. It was, it was, it, it was kind of getting out of control. But at that point, um, I somehow as well, I don't know at what point I started like following like a body positive accounts on Instagram. So kind of already like reading a little bit of, you know, this and that and, and kind of becoming aware that I might have an issues that maybe uh, I think I found this account on Instagram and later I bought her book it's called uh, the fuck it diet and um, and uh, I, I, I found that account and it started making like more sense to me as to what was happening to me, you know, like uh, that I have a binge eating problem. And, uh, but I, uh, the solution was to go all in with food. So basically give in to all the cravings and eat piles and piles of foods that I restricted for years to get over the cravings. But I was scared because that meant that I will have to gain the weight. And I was so scared. I even messaged the author of the book saying, oh, look, there's that Amazon review. And it says like um, that uh, someone um, just got fat and it didn't help them and whatnot. And are you sure this is going to help? Look, I was just so paranoid. And um, but there was no other way because I was I was like in too deep with like this binge eating and everything that there's no other way I had to let it happen so what have it it, it 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 took me a long time I think it took me like a year and a half I think to go through all the cravings 
so yeah, classic diet story of restrictive uh, dieting, triggering, binge eating, which happens. And then you're on that repetitive cycle again. So by the sounds of it, yes, this I've, I've heard of the fucker book and I do follow the author online on Instagram and she is all about giving into the cravings and not depriving yourself because when you deprive yourself of a certain food group or a bar of chocolate or whatever it is, all you want is that food or drink until you get it. So, so you, it sounded like you were on this horrible cycle of what do I do next? And now you're giving into the cravings and what, what about, what if I put on weight? And so because you were dabbling in veganism anyway, um, not eating meat and eggs and st- stuff like that. So how did how did this work? Did you start eating meat again? Did you start eating eggs again? Or where did you find the balance? When I was, so I was vegan. So veganism, like, no, I, I wasn't vegan. I was eating a lot of vegan food. So that put a lot of restrictions on me. But when I was doing that, I did it for various reasons. But when my binging episode came and like, if there was a cookie or cake or chocolates that are not vegan, I would eat them. And that's the reason why I didn't call myself vegan because I was kind of cheating. You know, I didn't care about meat, cheese. I didn't care about fish. But if there was cookies and cake, I would always eat them because I couldn't, I just couldn't control myself. And I thought, I mean, I know it's just, I have no self-control. It's horrible. But when, when I went ill, when I went all in with food, uh, gradually it came to the point that I had to allow myself to eat meat, to eat cheese, to eat um, uh, fish and everything, to fully, fully go all in and remove all the restrictions because um, really I was still restricting if I was restricting even meat. So it it happened gradually you know i started with with chicken i would eat once a month and stuff like that and then after a year i would try beef and and and, and things like that so i took my own really slow pace to go through things but i was eating everything and i did gain i did gain weight but um it's been now like over a year that i haven't checked my weight or my measurements or anything like that so i have no idea how much i gained but the idea in the book is that um, you go all in with all the food, you eat everything that you've been restricting and it will be temporary because you're not, you're not going to be eating uh, like that for very long periods of time because you just, you know, you, you'll get over it. So, you know, it's not like you eat one piece of chocolate today. No, eat three bars of chocolate if you want, if that's what you need to do, or four bars or whatever. Like eat, cho- eat nothing but chocolate that day and then you, you will get over it eventually. Obviously, if you do it slowly, it will take longer. So I, I did it slowly and it did take me a lot longer. Some people are now, it, it, it depends on each individual, they, you know, eight months, six months. For me, it's from like, more like two years (laughs) but um um yeah and uh when i started doing that i realized that there are foods that i don't actually like but before that i was the person who likes everything you know because i was restricting so i was restricting pasta i was like if i get my hands on a pasta you know (laughs) i'll just go crazy and then i realized i don't like pasta that much you know, I don't like that, or like I don't like something else. Um, it was um, 
it was really interesting. It was really, really scary because that meant, okay, what if I gain the weight and then it's, and, and it stays forever. But also in the book, they say that, you know, each body has like its own like set weight, set point weight, something like that. I don't remember the exact phrases they use. And uh, that, you know, once you go through all of your cravings and you like, you will gain weight, but then your body, your, your weight will normalize and find it's like on place. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you will not end up being obese. Um, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, that I've I've heard of that lady and the fuck a diet book or whatever it's called, but I've never actually read it. Um, so it's it's I can see how it would be a bit scary to do to go all in all at once. Do you know not that? Bit, it's not a bit scary. It's very like a lot, a lot scary. Yeah, yeah, I, I could imagine like because um, there's there's a lot of other things like the sugar highs, the sugar lows, and then the next day dealing with that, there's a lot of stuff to go through, do you know, that kind of way. But um, I suppose the bottom line is not to be restricted, to say yes to all foods, and then you can make a better decision then that, um, you know, you're, you're making a decision then that do you like the food or not, not because you're restricting it to chase skinny as such, or yeah. happy emotion, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was really really for me it was really scary to actually um, because I thought what if I gain all this weight and then uh, it just stays and like and I you know like this is the thing another thing another problem I had I fat phobia you know like I was I thought that there's nothing worse in the world than gaining weight wow. you know I didn't care about anything else but I thought if I gain weight that's the end of the, that's it that like it's so bad it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't and I I can't be I can't be happier I did that because I now after a few years I can say that I feel normal around food I can have chocolate in my house and not eat it all in one go I um I a lot of the times I don't know what to eat because I don't have these like very strong cravings so I'm like what to eat for dinner or like what to eat for bread. like sometimes it's a struggle to, to actually know what I want to eat you know um I don't count calories um, I eat less one day depending how I feel and sometimes I eat a lot you know I don't overeat like I used to overeat ever like I eat until I feel full you know and sometimes it's more food and sometimes it's less food and I don't track that. I don't track any macros. I don't, I don't track anything. Like if I had a bad night's sleep, I know that that day I'll be eating or craving more sugar, you know, like I need more energy. Um, so I'm, I just go with it and, and um, I don't feel guilty. You know, okay, I had chocolate or I had whatever I had. On Easter Monday, I had cake, cake for breakfast because I had cake in my house and um, my cousin made it and it was a delicious cake and I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel guilty about it. And the biggest problem with binge eating is that um, I was always feeling guilty. I would binge on food and feel so guilty after it and planning my next diet and how I remember once I was on this meal plan where I had to waste spinach. Oh my God. Why, why would I waste spinach? I mean win spinach oh my god like it said 200 grams or like or 100 grams like i i can't i can't i can't understand um 
it's um wow yeah, it's crazy it's crazy and Look, that's that's something that I everything that you say there, I relate to so much of it because I was the same. I was like chasing happiness on a diet on vigorous exercise because, OK, it does give you a temporary release exercise, but it's only a plaster, really. But I wasn't enjoying it for what it was and um, back in years ago. And I was on every diet because they were they were advertising that you will be happier mm-hmm. if you do this diet or if you look like her, you'll be happier. And they were not happy. <laughs> No. these people were not happy they were not happy yeah, i mean these things these thoughts um are habits so for example even now i mean i get i, I get thoughts like this oh summer is coming maybe i need to lose weight and i'm like it's okay <laughs> you're safe you're fine you don't need to lose weight um because now the way i look at everything is if i stay how i am fine you know if i gain a little weight here and there if i lose i don't pay attention progress for me is not weight loss but i i see people who follow me on my instagram because i share a lot of stuff there and they message me saying oh i see progress and i'm and and i said what kind of progress do you see and it's like you're losing weight i said yeah but that's not my goal that's not that's not my that's not what i want i mean if it happens it's fine i'm not against losing weight i'm not like pro losing weight it's just like intentional weight loss for me is um not something i want to be doing because uh i don't want to sacrifice my mental health and well-being you know for to be uh smaller or to shrink myself to a certain size um it's it's really because it's yeah it's it, it doesn't make me happy and i've been doing that for so many years and i it, it was an energy leak. I could have used that energy, you know, for anything else, but I had no mental space to do anything, but think about the foods that I will eat. Think about um, what I can't eat and also always be hung. Like think about, oh my God, I am so hungry. Cause I, I remember I used to be so hungry all the time. I don't have this hunger anymore. I don't know. I like it's, I kind of almost feels foreign, but I remember being so damn hungry all the time. I used to hurry from work, like I would finish work five on a dot, get on that train, go home because I was hungry. <laughs> I, I wanted to eat. And uh, it's, it's crazy when I think about it because I wasted so much energy. Um, I could have built, you know, better friendships, relationships, whatever, like uh, habits, whatever anything anything yeah. <laughs> but i i leaked so much energy just constantly my mind was occupied about uh did i gain weight can people see that i gained weight oh my god they're not saying any compliments about me losing weight so that means that i probably gain weight so can they see my fat rolls if i sit down um in constant 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 in my head constant um battle and it wasn't I wasn't kind to myself you know I was only kind to myself when I feel you know like you wake up you feel like lean or you know thin that day and uh, then you oh yeah I'm so in love with myself I'm so not you know I feel so good you know the world is my oyster and then next day you wake up bloated or something and then everything is bad again and I wouldn't I never want to place any of my self-worth or anything on how I look 
uh, or how much I weigh or if I'm bloated or not bloated or anything like that because it's just not a fun way to live so yeah. it is definitely a process and a long journey and food and exercise as well I mean I mean I didn't know how long it's gonna take me to reach some sort of normality I even though I was super super scared I was so scared I was crying I was that scared I I still did it and I'm so glad that I I did because if if I didn't do it I'd be on another meal plan or diet or whatnot craving old foods I'm not allowed not allowed to eat and you know like that I don't allow myself to eat yeah I suppose for anyone listening because a lot of my listeners I suppose they follow my show for tips and tricks or just to get off the whole diet train and but it is a process and but what I would say is I don't know you probably agree with this Liga is just if you want something allow yourself to have it there's no like there's it's not going to cause damage like it really isn't and even I've worked with people who have, we'll say, come through cancer and different things, and they were said to get off sugar, like that sugar is feeding the cancer and it's the devil. And which there is science out there to say that the cancer feeds off sugar. But at the end of the day, if you're not allowed to have it, it's you're going to want it. So it's just to allow yourself to have it and feel the benefits that when you do allow yourself to have it in small amounts after a while, that it's actually not that bad at all. Yeah, because it's not it's not a big deal because it's the big it it becomes so big in your head because you you know you you restrict it. So even even now, like if I I get sometimes I eat at midnight or snack at midnight because uh, I have a, something comes up and like oh I want tea and 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 chocolate and I'm like but if I'm gonna restrict I know it's I don't want to eat at twelve at night right but I know if I'm gonna restrict it it's gonna become a thing. I'm going to be thinking about it for a long time. So I'd rather do that once and get over it. And then I'm, you know, I probably won't do it again for another, I don't know, six months or whatever. Whenever it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I specifically then, whenever that thought comes that, oh, maybe not, I specifically go and have it because I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't want to go back to the place where I came from. No, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Because by saying no, you're triggering yeah yeah and then, and then i'm triggering and thinking oh, okay i'm not allowed to have this aha uh-huh. and then my mind goes yeah i mean i want it so much right yeah, yeah. now and then and then that's how binging uh binging episodes will come around because you would restrict something and then you want so much of it and um like even so i was thinking about it last night so chocolates for example sugar right so it wasn't um like easily accessible or available when I was a child so like in the 1990s right Uh, it wasn't a thing that would be lying around the house it was a thing that my mom would buy and hide it and I just give it like as a treat or something so even back then I found myself finding those chocolates and eating them in secret because they were restricted and then I used to get that high from, oh my God, I had something that wasn't allowed. Um, and I was doing that throughout teenage years as well in e- eating like in secret. So for me, this was a big thing as well. So that's, I think, how the binging evolved into like more serious binging episodes. Um, because yeah, I, I, I would always, 
I, I was even in school, I was afraid to eat in front of people because I thought I am so big, they're probably thinking I shouldn't be eating anything at all. So yeah, there's there's lots of uh, food kind of issues, you know, that they, they stem from childhood and from like teenage years, from like, it's not just, I was thinking, oh, I'm addicted to food and that's it. And I mean, I, this is gonna be like this for the rest of my life and I'll have to diet and that is it. There was one point I was thinking like this and, you know, just getting used to the thought that I'll be struggling for the rest of my life. But it doesn't have, doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be like that. And it's hard to see it when you're, I suppose it's for anyone listening to this, it's hard to see it when you're in it and you're clouded. And you're, as you said, you're leaking that energy to the next diet, the next diet, the next diet. And it's just allowing yourself, and we'll finish on this now, I suppose. It's to allow yourself, the, I suppose, me and you'll be very similar in what you said there, Liga, about the biscuits. Biscuits and sweets weren't readily available to us when we were kids. And mom used to lock them away. And we used to unscrew the press, like unscrew the press, take off the actual wood off the press, take the biscuits and screw them back on again and eat it and just lie that we didn't eat them. And yeah. that's like, I would still, I had secret eating up till about two years ago. And I, I put the dots back to those occasions. And um, I would secret eat in, in the front of the, like, let not let the kids see me eating chocolate not let brian or any partner but i healed that now that i knew where it came from and it's to, if anyone's listening to this even to start practicing now changing the wording in your head food is readily available to me there's loads of food i can have what i want um even if it is at 12 o'clock at night until and to find out what if, if you're just hungry eat it you could be just hungry or if it's an emotional need that you're feeling maybe try connect the emotional needs and to see can you release it in other ways or just let it up and just let it be and release it but um yeah there's lots of food for thought here in this podcast isn't there yeah. yeah yeah but look i will link a few links in the show notes that if anyone is if anyone does need to reach out to speak with anyone like definitely like therapy is good like there's different things so people resonate with different te therapy techniques as such um but definitely reach out because there is help out there you're not going crazy <laughs> you know yeah yeah i was i was thinking that it's only me and it's definitely not only me and now more and more people are talking about binge eating disorder uh and it's it's a thing i mean i didn't know it was a thing probably up um, until four years ago <laughs> something like that so you're definitely not alone and there's different ways and in, in, in how you can heal i chose I chose to go all in and it was fantastic and super scary, <laughs> but yes. And there's loads of, um, loads of different methods. And I mean, Instagram, uh, I mean, Instagram for me has been so helpful, like just following those accounts and reading information and reading, learning about other people's stories. And, um, yeah, it's been eye opening. Yeah, I suppose. And we'll finish on this is, you become what you consume so if you're consuming an unhealthy image of what you think you perceive yourself to be and that's not you unfollow them i own i did a big clear out on instagram and um, i don't follow i used to follow all bodybuilder women and it was really really unhealthy and i used to follow like girls in bikinis and off on holidays and 
influencers and I unfollowed them all. And it was hard at the beginning because I felt like, oh God, maybe I, do you know, what are they doing? What are they at? And I was like, they're not my life. They're not my life. I'm a mom. I have two kids. Like I, that they're not my life. They've no kids. Their job as an influencer to be taking pictures of bikinis, selling programs on, online that still has the same picture from four or five years ago when they did a photo shoot. They're not my buzz. <laughs> and it's hard because you're, you're looking back and you're going, I wonder what they're at. And I'm like, no, I don't care what they're at. And I kept reminding myself going, it doesn't matter what they're at. It's not your thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's to be okay with that and cool with that. And exactly and I suppose what triggered me to do this podcast was watching your videos on Facebook I was like god this it just it was nice to watch you being free in yourself and being really comfortable in your own skin and it was just nice to watch it so yeah, yeah I just hope when people see me do my workout videos that they hopefully feel the same way because it, it takes a while to get to that point where mm-hmm. you're just like doing what you want wear normal sports gear because you like it and you feel free you know and you don't you don't have to wait to lose some weight to buy nice uh leggings and bras and crop tops and whatnot because i used to do that i used to wait and I, okay i'm gonna i love this set but i'm gonna only buy it when i'm like i can wear it like when when i you know when i'm thin or look nice I look I I think I look nice like uh, like I don't want I don't want to wait because like what if I never get to that point it's just waiting you know I I can I want to wear stuff now you know yeah and you wear them so well all the colors and everything you do you wear them so well and um so yeah well done and thank you so much for coming on today um I hope you guys get loads of worth out of this and I'll drop some um I'll drop some links in the show notes that if people do need a little bit of help um, and reach out I'll put some links there that they can call and different things like that with different organizations for food eating and binge eating because look they are a thing there's no point sugarcoating them over they are a thing um, and they you can heal from it it's just not to be depriving yourself of anthem yeah <laughs> Liga thanks so much for coming on thank you come here where can people find you on Instagram or Facebook um, on Instagram, my handle is L-Y-G-A-I-V-A. <laughs> and on Facebook, I'm Liga, L-Y-G-A. Um, so anyone can friend me or just, I, I mean, I post everything public so everyone can see everything. I'm, I'm, I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> Yay. And we shouldn't have to hide anymore just because society trained us to do that years ago. We don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's brilliant. Woo! So Liga, thanks so much for coming on and I'll drop your handle in the show notes as well for everyone if they want to go follow you. So guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's podcast with Liga. I was going to drop in links of um, organizations that you can reach out to that if you got triggered from anything within this podcast, either binge eating, restrictive eating, um, packing down emotions or if if you have unhealed emotions from the past, but I am aware that my listeners are from all over the world so I would really be truly just putting in links from Ireland which might not suit everybody so rather than putting in links what I would suggest is if you definitely have unhealed traumatic experiences from the past that need healing I would seek out either talk therapy either holistic therapy hypnotherapy something that resonates with you and sometimes you have to do two or three different types of therapy in order to get the right one. I know this through experience myself. Um, But 
if you're using diets and if you're using exercise as a plaster just to put over unhealed emotions that's there, it really is only a plaster. Um, and that's, of oh, them unhealed emotions can trigger uh, restrictive eating, control eating, because you're trying to control something external. That's what's actually happening inside. So what I would say is it's nearly easier to let those emotions up in a safe place and deal with them effectively in a safe place with the right professional. And then you will, everything will just balance out then. You'll be able to enjoy food for what it is. Um, but if you're just not there yet, or it could be a case that you've no own you have no um, traumatic experience that you need to heal from. You just have fell into that diet trap. Well, then what I would say is get yourself some food education. My eight week course is definitely um, one of the best courses out there that I know of that covers all aspects of food, sugar, sleep, stress, um, habits and it covers all areas that it gives you a great baseline for your health that'll help you reset to get on to to reset and trigger a healthy lifestyle habits um, and that starts every month I have a new eight-week course starting every month so I take new people on every month as a group usually between 15 to 20 people so guys if you want more information on that I will drop that link below but if you think you need extra help do seek out the right professional for you um, it may take one or two goals for you to find the right person but that's okay too because different uh, techniques therapy techniques and healing techniques um, resonate with different people so don't think you're a failure that if you try one thing that that didn't resonate with you it just wasn't the right thing for you to do but keep searching you will find it and reach out to people as well